Welcome to the Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Jana Henderson and Neil Thubron. The purpose of the podcast is to help leaders anywhere develop their coaching skills to transform the lives of those they lead as well as their own. Okay, let's do it. So we're talking about coaching models today and introducing our first coaching model and one of the most famous coaching models that there is out there. Um, But before we talk about it, why do we need coaching models? Yeah, that's a really good question, isn't it? We're starting with questions again. Here we go again. (laughs) I'm listening. Um, What do we want to gain? No, so I think this is really, really great, great question because mostly um, you know, obviously the, the people that are listening aren't exactly here to train as coaches, right? So they're not going to use these coaching models in the way that they were probably initially intended to be used, because what we're saying is that the models that are being used by professional coaches could be really, really helpful in the daily um, context of business leaders. And so I think that especially this one that we're introducing today, which, you know, spoiler alert, is the GROW model, um, is useful for leaders because I think it shifts around how one would begin a conversation with a team member, with a, um, you know, a peer, with stakeholders, with a customer. And I think it gives you something to hold on to when you're getting a little bit lost in a meeting, you know, when we all had these meetings, I think where you you talk about something and your people are trying to pitch in with solutions and you're kind of losing track of what you were actually trying to do in the first place, why you're all here, you know? And I think that this model in particular helps to get a conversation back on track to make it more productive and efficient and to really, really, really focus on the outcome and not on all the story. You know, we were talking a little bit about this Mm -hmm. before, you know, how we can all get so sidetracked about the story and this happened and then that happened, da, 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 da. And in order to not waste time, this one is a good one. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, it is a it is great model. It's a simple model. It's it one it's one that gives you structure. But I think the, there are a number of models. We, we're going to, well, there's hundreds of models out there around coaching. Oh, yeah, uh, so many. But there's, there's some of the main ones we'll share with you or some of the ones we like using that we'll, we'll share. Uh, and... What I find really helpful about models is it, it, it helps you when you're not when you're in a conversation. You want to put a bit of structure around. You want to put a bit of flow, and you want to get it somewhere, um, or you want to help. You want to help the person you're speaking to get somewhere. Absolutely, um, it helps you prepare as well, so you can get ready for. So using models helps you think about how's this conversation going to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find, yeah, models, and, and sometimes you can jump in the middle of a model and go, oh, right, I know where we are now. Let's jump in the middle of this model and then take it from there. So it does just help give a bit of structure and momentum to a, a conversation. Yeah, and I think it's also important to mention that, you know, any of these models that we're talking about, they don't need to happen in a one-hour context of a meeting, right? You could literally run through the grow model in five minutes with a person. So really helps yeah. to speed up the um, figuring out what's required, what the current situation is, you know, what options can be considered and then what will be, what action will be taken forward. So even, even for the self, right. As you're sitting down in the morning, planning your day, 
this could be a five minute model that you can use to bring structure and honestly just feel accomplished by the end of it because you're actually doing something that you want to be doing and that you want to be creating as opposed to just being busy, busy, busy doing the things that maybe are urgent, but not as important. We all know that feeling, don't we? Yeah. So let's just, let's just look at the, yeah, the grow model and where it came from. So it, it was a guy called John Whitmore who, uh, created the grow model and it must have been in the late 80s or the early 90s i'm guessing because some of the examples in the book are of sports people who were around in the olympics in the late 80s and the early 90s mm-hmm. and i remember being i must have been given this book the grow uh, the grow model coaching book probably four, four or five times now different courses it's one of the go-to books that everyone gives you on the course to, to get you into coaching but grow is grow is an acronym yeah it's a four-letter acronym rather than a three-letter acronym we hear all the time so it's goal reality options and then the w has is either will or way forward yeah what comes with a few different interpretations doesn't there are but it all means the same thing which is basically what we're going to do next yeah what are you going to do um so let's just drill into each one of those for a moment. Do you want to start with goals? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So of course, you know, in the coaching world, it's a very much a process that is goal oriented, right? And so this is kind of what I was meaning earlier is that for our business leaders using this, it slightly twists the conversation around because rather than diving into Uh, The solution-focused approach, often that happens, you know, when a person brings a a problem or, you know, anything that they want to do, this one is intentionally setting the goal or the end game or the performance goal at the beginning of the process and at the beginning and before the reality check too, which I think is really, really important because you're you're actually starting to look at, okay, well, never mind how I'm going to figure this out what is it I actually want to be coming out with at the end of this, right? Like what is the desired outcome at the end? Um, And this could be for the meeting, for the month, for the year, for this particular problem, for this particular customer, right? Like we're just really focused first and foremost on what is it we're actually trying to accomplish, which I think is so powerful in and of itself because it's, uh, it speeds up things. It speeds up the process because you're not ending up talking about whole things. And, you know, the other thing that I think it really prevents is that you keep being busy, like even during a week of, you know, when you sit down and you plan your week ahead, you could be so busy doing a lot of different tasks. And actually at the end of it, feel like you didn't do the things that were actually important or that made you feel like you've made progress. So even just to begin with, okay, well, what do I want to have done by the end of the week? How do I want to feel by the end of the week? You know, focusing on those goals can be a big game changer, I think. Yeah, it's an outcome oriented, being outcome orientated, I yeah. think is so key. In, and and I, probably like you, in so many situations, people come to us and they start talking about a situation and they start telling you all the things that aren't going right or the things that, you know, I want this, I want this but actually, you don't. You have to then drill to to what do you want? What's the outcome you want out of this conversation, or what's the outcome you want out of this thing? Yeah, and I think you're just hitting on something, you know, unintentionally there maybe that that I think is so critical is that starting with that G at the beginning is 
taking away from the negative focus of what we're not trying to have, right? Like, so, because when we ask these questions in the beginning, people are often very fast to tell what they don't want. They yeah, don't yeah. want to feel stressed. They don't want to have to deal with this customer anymore. They don't, you know. And so I think it's very important to um, remark that we're having a, a goal which has a positive focus and one that, you know, I think we need to mention the other acronym here that's often associated yeah, yeah. with goal setting, which is SMART, right? S-M-A-R-T, standing for specific, measurable, agreed, um, or realistic, you know, agreed, realistic, and timely, you know, with the target date in mind. So we want to get to as much specificity and we want to get to an outcome that we can actually control. So the other thing that I often see that's coming up is that we want someone else to change. Right? <laughs> who hasn't had that feeling of like having a problem with an employee and the goal initially starts to starts with, I really want this person to do their job better. Mm. Right. We are, we've all had that. So yes, yeah. I, I, I think we probably, if we were going to um, at some point on a podcast, I think we're probably going to have to go into goals a lot more because mm. um, we could spend the next 20 minutes just talking about the G of this model. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, and drilling into what SMART means and, smart mm. and why that's important. I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of SMART. I'm okay with SMT. I don't necessarily like achievable and realistic or agreeable and realistic. Yeah. I think that limits thinking, but let's not yeah. go there now. I agree. So I goal is key. My own practice at all. And I, I mean, I like to talk about, you know, the measurables or the milestones. Um, I do think yeah. that makes it makes it, you know, and it has to be specific. I think it helps. But uh, yeah, I would agree on the realistic uh, as well. Yeah. Question I always ask, actually, to just help people with their outcome is. So how will you know you're there? So, yeah. so, and what, so that's the KPI. So how will you know what will be, mm -hmm. what will be happening? What's the, the measurable that will be happening at that moment? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So that's, that's the G is goal. Yep. And the, the R let's focus on the R then. Yeah. The reality, right? So this is what in coaching speak, I call the present state, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the current present state of affairs? Like what are the facts? And you really want to focus on the facts here, not the story again. Um, but the, the main aim here is to objectively assess the situation, right? You want to get a clear understanding of where you're starting and then later, you know, cause you just defined where you want to go. And so you want to know what the gap is, right? It, between where it is you want to go and where you are right now. And so I think it's, it's very, um, yeah, it's just a check in to see what is it they're currently saying, doing, feeling about this particular circumstance and, um, you know, how are things running right now? What kind of main factors have contributed to this right now? Uh, good questions are, you know, who's affected and what way. So you're really checking the entire environment as to what led a person to where they are if you're doing this in depth, but yeah, um, yeah it's just a good check-in starting point. I find it's a really, quite often when you're exploring reality, exploring what's happening now, especially when you start quantifying what's happening now. Mm -hmm. you know, so what's the impact of what's happening now as well? So you, you're really getting down a layer below just the story. And yeah. that's where it, it uncovers things that the person you're talking to doesn't necessarily realize or they hadn't thought about. 
you know, yeah. like who and, and who's involved and and what's the impact on those people. So, so the reality piece is, I think it's one of the one of the the goals important clearly because you've got to know where you're going. But I think yeah. the reality piece is so important to the model in helping the next step. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think also it's important to maybe distinguish for the listeners that. Um, the reality piece is twofold, right? One is sort of the external reality and one is the internal reality to the person, like, you know, how it's feeling to them, what makes this important for them, um, how it's affecting the person or do they have any fears or concerns, that kind of stuff. Uh, Even, you know, talking sometimes can be very helpful about talking about what's been holding them back from, you know, accomplishing the goal um, and, you know, externally and internally, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think that... So, so being clear on the reality and, and actually getting them to be honest on the reality as well, because sometimes people deceive mm-hmm. themselves. They're mm-hmm. not being as honest as they, they could be. And then, so then the, uh, the, the next part of the model is the O, mm-hmm. which are your options. So what, what's available to you? What are yeah. the options that will, you could do that will move you forward? And in this particular model, there's a phrase I remember from Tony Robbins that I always use when I'm working uh, on options. And that is one option is no choice. Mm-hmm. Two options gives you a choice, but three options is powerful. So you need to have a minimum of three options to be able to, I probably haven't captured that exactly right, but I no, need that's... to have a minimum of three options yeah. to go forward. Yeah, totally. And this will become a lot clearer when the goal is well-defined, right? Because then you'll actually come up with many different ways of how you might be able to accomplish that. And that is then giving the choices really, truly. Right. That's that's, um, you know, he often. Yeah. Tony Robbins always says, you know, two options is not a good choice <laughs> so, or it's not a good is not a choice. You know, you're kind of boxing yourself in then. And it's not very it's not using the kind of resourcefulness that we want to get out in a meeting. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I so, think that's where asking for that third option. I always find when someone gives me two options, if I say what could be another option, mm-hmm. what, what, what is a third option? Let's assume that, that, that there is a third option. What could it be? Mm-hmm. that's where as you said resourcefulness comes in people mm-hmm. think in a different way and it's incredibly powerful for leaders to use that to help their their teams or their peers or their customers think of another way forward other than the ones they've got in their head yeah totally the what else question right like the super powerful yeah. to, to to use here and i think this is also the stage where we look at um overcoming restrictions or objections right like so anything um where we know there might be an obstacle like how could we remove those uh, blocks it's also an opportunity to look at what maybe has been done before and, and mm-hmm. where did that you know where did that not solve the problem um sometimes you know i find it you know when people are struggling to come up with options i find it a useful tactic to de- help them dissociate out of their own experience by saying, okay, so imagine, you know, there's someone else in this situation. What might they do? Right. Oh, because we like can it. get a bit hung up about, you know, the things we've tried and whatnot. Um, but if somebody thought differently, or if, you know, someone wasn't like you, how would they approach it? What might they see? You know, those kinds of questions can really bring more options on the table also. And then the other part of this uh, O section is to prioritize those options too, you know, to make sure that we know, you know, what actually is, is, you know, feeling like a good, uh, most promising kind of route of action and um, what, things might one do to mitigate other risks, you know, mm. that, you know, come up with that. Yeah. So, and I think a- also with the, the options piece can be, 
the end of a coaching session, actually, as well, or the end of a conversation, because the, it might be, okay, my, my action from today's session is I need to go and find out what my options are. I need mm. to go and do some more research. I've mm. certainly, in a business context, I've used this mm. many times. We've been clear on the goal and we've worked through the goal together. We've been clear on where we're at at the moment, the reality. And yeah. then we've got, okay, so what are all our options? Now, how do we make sure we've got all the information we need behind those options to help us with the decision-making process? Yeah. And that could be the actions you take away. What are the options, the obstacles, uh, what needs to be overcome uh, and prioritising? How are we going to prioritise these? So, what's And that might be as far as you get in, in that conversation. That might give them what they need to help them. Yeah. So yeah. The, the way forward then becomes, I, I'm going to go away and find yeah. out what options I Choose. Yeah, absolutely. You can totally get, and then the, the W, you know, the, the, what will you do is, is almost like self-explanatory, right? It comes out with the wash in this, in this model, because through the options, then the person is, is, uh, you know, kind of the next action steps are pretty clear. And I think what's different about a leader who has a coaching mindset, as opposed to, you know, an ordinary managing leader is um, that, they will ask the person that they're talking with about what action steps they're wanting to take as opposed to dictating or imposing what the next action steps are. Um, because, you know, we talked at the very beginning about how important it is to get commitment and engagement from our, especially our team members or our customers um, and peers. And so this is where that comes into play a lot because when people choose their own action steps, they have far more commitment to carrying those out than if they're told what to do especially yeah. if they came up with the options themselves, even better, even more commitment, right? And, and, and I think it's worth mentioning at this point that this is a model that works if you apply the things we talked about in a couple of other podcasts around great questions, how you ask questions, where questions come from, and the fact you care about the person you're helping, and then listening to what they're saying so you can then ask, other questions that's going to help them it's really important to bring that into distinction yeah I was having the same thought just a moment ago and I didn't want to rush to that point because I think you're totally right with all of you know using this model it it was almost more important what the internal stance of the leader is that's mm -hmm. you know using it than than the actual questions because really what this model does is it helps to create resourcefulness in the other person And that means that as a leader, we want to be a little bit humbled about maybe not having figured it all out and maybe not knowing what the end goal actually really is to begin with. You know, sometimes we don't know, like to make assumptions or judgments here is what really kill the resourcefulness. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we look at how so the grow model can be applied in so many different ways, it can be applied in one to one conversations. And mm -hmm. we can talk about a couple of examples of those in a second. But it's also incredibly powerful as a leader, bringing it to your management team or to your team of employees or even to a customer meeting. You know, what's the goal of this meeting? What, yeah. what outcome do we want from this meeting or what outcome do we want from this project? And being really clear and specific around that. Okay, where are we today? What's the reality of where we're at as a team, where we're at as a business or where you're at as a customer and what you need, uh, what, what, what your situation is today? then what options have you got available to you? Mm -hmm. What options has we have a team got for achieving the outcome we want? And then working through that, okay, what are we going to do? Let's yeah, get commitment I, what we're going to do and who's going to do it. 
Yeah, this is actually a really great point. I was also going to raise accountability comes out of this, right? The end results also, you know, once you've defined those next steps, you can really use those for accountability and, and have agreements around person, you know, reporting back to you or whatever else the accountability might look like. Um, but I also find like, there's two other contexts, right? So in an informal way that you've just kind of described, you know, we can always have this model in the back of our mind and just ask our questions, you know, into those directions of G, R, O, and W so that we get um, we get to progress in the conversation. But even if you're having a conversation with a friend, you know, you can mm. really, really help them feel differently at the end of the conversation if they bring a problem to you and you just have that in the back of your mind. It's like, well, you know, what would you like at this point? You know, you can use very gentle questions that are with, you know, filled with lots of love and empathy and respect and no judgment and, and really help a person just come up with a different experience with a different um, mindset after that conversation, right? It can be as informal as that. Um, and in, in, the, in, in the business world with leaders, where I find I see good leaders using this and where I've used it in coaching with, with leaders or helping is when there's a decision that needs making, that's where I find it works. So um, for instance, this week I was helping someone deciding on what they want to do next in their career. Mm. And they, you know, you can see how the model would work there. You know, what is the outcome you're looking for? And the outcome is I just want to change my job. The outcome is the experience or the feeling or the uh, skills they want to use. It's it's being clear on that. Then, okay, what's your reality today? Where you know where are you um, in your career? What, what's happening in the company at the moment? What's, what options? Are, what what um, um, skills have you got that are marketable? So, what's the reality? Okay, now what options have you got? And then challenging around that, mm-hmm. and then what are you going to do? And I find that that. Um, model works really well when people are making career decisions or mm. they're trying to work out how to approach a specific problem with a customer or a boss or something like that. Yeah, I think it's that's so true. And one of the um, distinctions I would like to add to get more depth, especially in that goal setting, like you were just describing about the job or wanting to have a job changed, mm. is in the beginning. You know, that question of what will having that do for you, uh, that whatever the thing is that they're looking to accomplish can bring more dimension to and and just clarity and truth to what it is the person's actually looking for. And you can almost create this like a ladder, right? You can, the person might say, well, I just want a new job. I want more money. You know, that might be the thing. Or I I want to feel more purpose in my, okay, so what will having that do for you? Da, 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 da. Okay, so what will having that do for you, right? Like, so you're really digging deeper into the ultimate desired outcome, which may be very different from what they started with, right? Yeah, and actually and- there's, a, there's a really good point comes to my head there is, this flow doesn't have to flow in a circle. Yeah. You can jump backwards and forwards. And, you know, when you define it, go, okay, that's your outcome. And then you get into reality. Then you, once you hear the reality, sometimes you have to then go back and test the goal. Mm. So if that's your reality, is this really your goal? You know, if that's the reality. And so you can, ju- and so that you look to the options. Now let's just go back to your reality. So you can jump backwards and forwards in the model as well. Yeah, so true. And, you know, if stuck, you can always go back to it. So what would you like? 
Yeah, right? That right. brings you back to the goal. So, 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 so this is your kind. So what would you like, you know, especially when you get off track a little bit and, you know, the person going off on a tangent about what they want or what they specifically want no more of, you know, that's, that's always a big, big signpost to go back to what it is they would actually like to create. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted to remind us actually of this um, situation that we have with a client together recently where, you know, this would have been a great model to use in a conversation with a customer. So they, you know, this was a client who was renegotiating an, an existing contract is a big, 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 important contract for both sides of the, the, you know, the meeting. And I feel like when you start with something like the grow model and you look at, well, what is the goal that both sides want to accomplish? This can be such a great perspective to shift to that, really does create a win-win outcome because oftentimes when we go into business meetings, we can be quite specific just about what we want out of the meeting and under, you know, kind of not make it a partnership, not make it, you know, a win-win. And so this model could be a very easy way to change that. So 100%. So I can speak from experience. It's a great sales model as well <laughs> yeah. as a coaching model, but, but then all the best salesmen, sell in a coaching style anyway because you are if you care about the person you're engaging with you've got to ask them what's their outcome what are they trying to achieve mm. where are they today you know what's in their business today what's what are the sort of things that are holding them back today what are the things they think they want to do moving forward mm. and that's kind of where you do a bit of selling as well so here's some options where we might be able to support you or help you and and then so what are we going to do and and you're absolutely it's absolutely a great model for having any kind of conversation where you want to have that win-win mutual uh, benefit type feeling at the end of it I love that you bring up sales here. So I want to take a couple of extra minutes, you know, and then we'll probably come to a close here for this model for today. But I do think since so many of our listeners are in sales and, you know, are either as a business leader in sales, because we're all somehow in sales, right? <laughs> in the end. Um, but we train a lot of people there in, in the sales functions. And so I do want to make a little pit stop here. So when, um, when in a sales context, you just said, you know, really good salespeople are actually using a coaching approach. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, what is it that has that be such an effective uh, approach? Okay. And, and actually, I had a, I had a, uh, a great example. I was running some sales training last week in uh, Germany. And, uh, and I don't speak German. And I was doing it through a translator. I was doing it through simultaneous translation. And it, part of, of the uh, training, they have to do a role play. And I've, I've been teaching them questioning skills and, and uh, a model very similar to this model where, the, you know, focusing on the customer's goal. And what you notice when people are doing it really well is there's engagement, there's understanding, there's rapport. There's, it's, it's not about what you're trying to sell someone. Mm -hmm. It's about asking them what they need and then trying to align what you're selling to what they need. Not manipulating, not forcing, but just being really clear on what they need, what's their current situation, and then you can align what you've got and how you can support them. So great salespeople are asking great questions because they're engaging with the person, which is exactly mm -hmm. the same as, as us as coaches. Yeah, totally. I always love to come back to, especially when it comes to this kind of conversation or marketing and sales, this um, analogy and, and amazing blog post that was written probably 15 years ago about Island A, B, and C, which, uh, okay. you know, we can link to in the show notes, but 
really, I think what's important is, and what the, the role model or any coaching approach probably avoids is that we end up talking about the actual product or service as you know, the key focus of the conversation, right? So it's with this island A and B, let's just, you know, briefly explain. Island A is always about the current situation where they're in, their um, their pain points, the experience that they're having, the problems they want to solve. And then every customer, every coachee, every person wants to get to island B and everything is better in island B and island B is sunny and has got the best beaches, right? It's, it's the perfect solution. And that's our goal in some ways. Right. And so what bad coaching looks like, or what bad selling especially looks like is to be like, well, here, let me show you my boat. It's blue and it goes really fast and it can do this and it could do that. You know, it's like, selling a car based on, on talking around the features and the specs of the car. But what is being missed is that what the person actually cares about is Island B. It's the goal. And so the more questions that are being asked around that, then your offering as a salesperson becomes the boat, but nobody needs to know about the specific features of that and the contractual terms and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? So I think it really takes the, it takes the focus off of trying to sell the car um, engine and, and really much more about the experience or the yeah, problem yeah. that the person likes to have solved. And, and, you know, this isn't meant to be sales training, but it's such a great um, link because if you do that and you focus on the person and you focus on their goal and you focus on what they need, you very, very rarely have a long conversation about price because it's all about them. Yeah. Um, so look, as we wrap this up, goal, reality, options, way forward, will, whatever the W means in your mind. But the, you know, I would urge everyone listening to this, be conscious of those four steps in conversations you're having with, with all the four kind of all the four people in your universe your boss your peers your employees your customers and be conscious of understanding their goal where's their reality what are their options and helping them by great questions of finding their way forward absolutely and you know i would add on because we're talking to real people with real lives that this is just as effective in talking to mm -hmm. your spouse and talking to your toddler or your teenager, right? If you're helping them figure out and really are open-minded about what it is they actually really want to accomplish in the first place. And yeah. that can be such a great trust building and a respectful way, um, kind of a conversation that will for sure lead to more than trying to uh, impose a family decision or impose your own thinking on someone else. So it can be useful for all the contexts. And yeah, I think the easy next steps for our leaders to try and practice are simply to have this role model in the back of their minds in any conversation that they walk into. And even when planning their own weeks or days mm. or months ahead um, to really, really get solidly clear on the goal first. And then, you know, getting resourceful about all the options that they come up with as well. Fantastic. No, look forward to hearing your feedback and please leave us any notes, messages, anything just so that we know um, what you're getting out of this conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much. So, yeah. Thank you. Yara. Good to see you again. You too. Thank you for listening to Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Yana and Neil. If you found the conversation useful, please share with your colleagues and friends. Please also leave us a rating and a review. 
And if you would like to connect with us directly to discuss your own or your business needs, you will find our contact details in the show notes below.